Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. I was reading this book in preparation for this message. It was called Dangerous Prayers. And there's some scary ones out there. So whatever you do, just never pray the break me prayer, okay? But shake me up. I think we can handle that one. (laughs) So, you know, if you grew up in church or around church or you've been here a while, then you know what? The idea of prayer is probably quite natural to you. But just recently, in the last couple of weeks, I had a text from someone that I hadn't seen in a really long time. And yet they were reaching out out of the blue because one of their close friends was really sick. And she said, can you just, she goes, I don't know how to pray. Can you give me some words? What should I say? How do I pray for my friend? How do I pray with her kids? And, you know, it just got me thinking about prayer and how, what a privilege it is for us to be able to pray and to have God's ear. And, you know, even for those of us that have been Christians for a while, there's seasons where prayer is easy and there's seasons where prayer is a bit harder. <laughs> and so tonight I wanted to share around prayer. And I understand that this is a big topic and that uh, it's going to be really hard to even just, you know, touch on a small part of it tonight, but with your permission, I want to try, I want to hopefully whet your appetite to go away and spend time in prayer and discover more of how exciting prayer can be in your own walk with God. So are you up for that tonight? Awesome. All right. So let's get into it. Amen. 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 So what is prayer? So prayer, very simply, I believe is talking to God. And almost specifically, Billy Graham says, prayer is a two-way conversation between you and God, us and God. It's us sharing our hearts and then listening as God speaks back to us. So prayer should be a daily part of all of our lives as Christians, not just when we're in trouble. You know, I was going to say the 911 prayers, but how American is that? (laughs) I think there'll be so many people if there's an emergency, we'll be dialing 911. It's triple zero, triple zero. All right, Psalm 116.2 says, Because He bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. I love that. You know, your prayers, our prayers are not just one-sided conversations, but God is listening. And not only that, but He wants to speak to you. How cool is that? So tonight I've got three points around prayer. I've tried to narrow it down to three points, but each point has like 20 sub points. So we'll just be a couple of hours and then I'll let you go. All right. So number one, prayer is simple. You know, one of my favourite passages on prayer is Jesus teaching His disciples to pray. And it's in Matthew 6. And I'm going to read it from the message paraphrase for you tonight. All right. It says... And when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for 15 minutes of fame. Do you think God sits in a box seat? Here is what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place where you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and as honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you'll begin to sense His grace. 
The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you are dealing with and he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. And we're just gonna leave it there. I could probably finish the message there. That was awesome. <laughs> but you know, God hates showy prayers. He doesn't like showy prayers. So there's no pressure, no right way other than being open and honest with God. And I love the book of Psalms in the Bible. It's a book of songs or prayers from David, the shepherd boy who became king. And his prayers and songs are honest and raw. He questions God. He complains to God. He petitions God. He's not trying to impress. He's not trying to be perfect. So for example, Psalm 13, 1 to 2. I love this. Oh Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? It's making all the parents feel better. How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? You know, that's real, right? I think we've lost our tolerance for fake <laughs> these days, but God has never wanted fake from us. He wants the real you. You know, when I was a teenager learning how to pray, I started a prayer journal. And I used to write, instead of Dear Diary, I would write, Dear God. And then I would just pour out my heart really honestly in this journal. And it got to the point where I'd start to get nervous leaving it behind at home when I went to school because I was like, what if someone finds this? Or even worse, what if something happens to me and I die and then they find this journal and everybody reads it? And so I was like, right, this has got to go. So <laughs> we had a uh, wood fire. So when my parents weren't watching one day, I was like ripping pages out and feeding them to the fire. I know, I would have loved to read that now. But do you know what? I may have a bit more wisdom in what I write down now, but how I pray hasn't changed. I'm real, open, raw, ugly sometimes with God. Just He knows what we're thinking anyway, right? So why don't we just be real with Him? Take the mask off. He's not going to um, push you away. He's not going to reject you. You can come to God as you are. Just like when you sit across from someone you love and enjoy a real conversation, God wants that with you. And if you don't have a relationship with God tonight, then later this evening, my good friend, Pastor Amber, is going to come and lead you in a simple prayer, which is the first step to open your heart to Him. You know, the Bible teaches that it starts with confessing with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and then believing in our hearts that Jesus is God, that He rose from the dead. And then we become His children. And But that is just the start of a beautiful, intimate relationship with God. When you pray, the God of the universe listens. And not only does He listen, He cares. You know, when I was six years old, my mum got us kids to write out and send in our prayers for a national prayer gathering that was held in Canberra. 
outside Parliament House. And a few months later, we got a letter in the mail from a very thoughtful woman who wanted to let me and my sister know that she was actually at the gathering and she read out our prayers. And so she sent our prayers back to us to keep as a keepsake. And so I've still got mine. Look at this. This is my six-year-old prayer for Australia. I pray that everyone in Australia will love God and will not do bad things. And I even turn my mistakes into love hearts. <laughs> but you know what? That's you know an innocent prayer. No fancy words, no formulas, not very profound. But I can tell you one thing, that prayer matters to God. Your prayers, my prayers matter to God. You know, again, Jesus was teaching His disciples and He called a young child in to show them. And He said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like this little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So what is he saying? He's talking about approaching God. And when we approach God with a simple trust of a child coming to their parent, it pleases God. When we come in the humility of a child, no pretense, no masks, not worried about impressing anyone or um, trying to get a good position, um, it pleases God. God values simplicity. He values honesty in prayer. So if you have been struggling with prayer, if you've thought, I don't know what words to use, I don't know what to say, I want to tell you, you don't need to worry about that anymore. All right? We learn to pray the same way we learn to talk, through relationship, through practice. So just start talking to God. So prayer is simple and it's about relationship. And my second point is prayer is hard. I know it sounds like I'm contradicting myself. Prayer is simple, prayer is hard. Which is it? (laughs) But simple does not mean easy, right? Prayer is not about getting God to give us what we want or do what we want. The purpose of prayer is not persuading this reluctant God to do our bidding. Prayer is about surrendering our will to His. You know, one of the most powerful prayers is the one Jesus prayed in the garden before He was arrested and beaten and crucified. He knew what was coming. And in Luke twenty-two forty-two, He prays, Father, if You are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want Your will to be done, not mine. That's a hard prayer to pray. Though God, no, through prayer, God invites us to trust Him when we don't know what He's going to do next. In Matthew 5.44, Jesus again teaching His disciples, He says, I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. These are not easy prayers to pray. Prayer can be challenging because through our prayers, God is shaping us, shaping us to be more like Him. So when we come to God and we pray for a safer, easier, stress-free life, He challenges us to risk loving others more than ourselves. When we come to Him asking for our daily desires, God calls, yeah, buckle yourself in. God calls us to look beyond them for something eternal, something bigger than ourselves. He calls us to a life of faith, not comfort. And you know, every Christian I know has had to struggle with the tension of unanswered prayer. 
If you haven't, then either you've probably only been a Christian for about 10 minutes or you're lying. (laughs) I think a more accurate question is, why doesn't God give me the answer that I want? And I know that there is no quick answer to this, but I just wanted to share a few thoughts tonight that we can consider. You know, when God, we feel like God isn't answering our prayers, sometimes something in us needs to change. You know, for example, I was praying about a situation and I couldn't understand why God wasn't answering me. I felt like what I was praying was right, was in line with His will. It was good. So I was like, what's going on, God? Why aren't you doing something about this? (laughs) And the more I prayed, the more God revealed to me that I was the one that needed to change. And in this situation, God had work that He wanted to do in me, not in the people I was praying for. You know, unanswered prayer can be one of the ways that God purifies us. And we think we need deliverance from our circumstance, but God knows that what we need most is to be like Him. And to get us there, sometimes He has to tell us no. Craig Rochelle says, if we pray only for protection from trials, then we rob ourselves of future maturity. If we only pray for freedom from pain, we may miss the perseverance that trials produce. If we only pray for protection from harm, we miss the challenges that help us mature and draw closer to Christ. Yeah. Sometimes God doesn't answer the way we want because He has a better plan. I think all of us have prayed prayers that we are grateful that God didn't answer. Am I right? (laughs) I know uh, I was a boy crazy teenager and all through high school, I talked God's ear off asking or talking about this one boy that I wanted to marry. And um, yes, God was probably very sick of hearing about him. (laughs) But that is one prayer that I am very grateful that God did not answer because years later, I went to university and I met Michael And he is the great, greatest man that I have met. And God knew, God knew what I needed. And He knew that we would serve God together. You know, the same way as a parent, we don't always give our children everything they ask for. Sometimes it's because we can see something that they can't see. And sometimes it's because we have something better for them down the track. You know, sometimes we think God isn't answering our prayers but He will answer your prayer and my prayer in eternity. And this can sometimes be a hard one. You know, growing up, my best friend at school, her mum had MS, multiple sclerosis. And um, for many years, we prayed for her healing and for her to um, be out of her wheelchair. And when she passed away, I remember going to her funeral and I've still got this picture in my head of walking into the church and seeing her empty wheelchair at the foot of the cross. And it was such a powerful moment because I realised, wow, okay, God, you did answer our prayers. Not in the way that we might have wanted, but I know for her, probably a better way. (laughs) Because our answers to prayer here on earth are short term. We may pray for healing, but you know what? This world is full of sickness. This world is full of pain. But when prayers that are answered in eternity last forever. In Revelations, Amen. 
21, 3 to 4, it says, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among His people. He will live with them and they will be His people. God Himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. You know, on that final day, God, God will wipe away every tear from every eye, which means that all of the pain that we have experienced from broken bodies, broken desires, broken relationships will be mended. All the prayers we have prayed for healing and restoration will be answered. And I want to encourage you when it feels like God isn't answering your prayers, never mistake it for He doesn't care. One of my favourite names for God in Scripture is Jehovah Shammah, the God who hears. And you know, this might be for you tonight. God feels our pain when we don't understand what He is doing. In Psalm 56, 8, it says, You keep track of all of my sorrows. You have collected all of my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. You know, knowing that I pray to a God, we pray to a God that is more compassionate and more powerful than I can comprehend, helps me to trust Him when it seems like my prayers are not being answered the way that I'd hoped. And this, in this way, you know, prayer can be hard, but it is transforming us on the inside to be more like Jesus. And that leads me to my final point. Prayer is powerful. James 5, 16 says, The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. You know, prayer is more than just a means of communication. Our prayers release God's power. Prayer is stronger than kings and politicians, mightier than armies. Prayer is the most powerful force on earth. Do you really believe that prayer can change things? You know, some people might say, why bother praying when God's going to do what He wants anyway? But in, if we go back to Exodus 32, there is a time when Israel so provokes God's anger that He says He's going to destroy them. But Moses intervenes and reminds God of His promise to Abraham. And then we see this verse, it says, The Lord changed His mind about the terrible disaster He had threatened to bring on His people. But think about this. God positioned Moses to lead the Israelite people, knowing that they would be in this situation, knowing that Moses would remember God's promise and then that he would pray to God to change his course of action. So even, you know, if you think about it, Moses' prayer, even Moses' prayer was a part of God's plan. And we see that all throughout Scripture, our sovereign, all-knowing God. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And in His wisdom and sovereignty, He positions us where He needs us so that we can bring His power into a situation. You know, your situation, the problems that you are seeing are actually divinely appointed opportunities. They are invitations for you and for me to call God's promises into effect. You know, um, in my last career, my last job, I kept finding myself working under this one man. And um, 
we would often have conversations about God. He knew I was a Christian and he would often ask me questions about faith and he would have challenges with different things that we believe. But then I found out one day, he shared that years ago when he was a young man, that he actually went to a Billy Graham rally and gave his heart to Jesus. And he never, so he said the prayer, he invited Jesus into his heart, but then he never did anything with it. He never went back to church. He never followed that up. But in that moment, it was like a light came on for me. Like I understood that's why I am here. That's why I am working. I keep finding myself working for you. It's not about me. It's actually about Him because God didn't forget that prayer that He prayed. He might have forgotten, but God didn't. You know, some of you think about your family. Think about the people that you work with, that you study with, that you do life with. It's no accident that you are there. Some of you might look around at your family and think, why did God make me part of this family? But if nothing else, you were there to pray. Amen. You know, the purpose of prayer is bigger than ourselves and our own lives. You are placed where He wants you to be so that you can pray for the things that He wants to do, to see the problem, to believe the promise and release His power into the situation. You know, I love to pray because I know it's one of the most powerful things that I can do. When my hands are tied in the natural, I can unleash God's power in the spiritual. Matthew 6.10, I love this prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's a powerful prayer. You know, if you had a superpower, wouldn't you use it every chance that you got? Prayer is our superpower. Even better, it releases God's power. It's a gift from God to us. Imagine if we all had this revelation and began to pray every day at all times in all situations. What could God do? Amen. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.